Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Tonight, we're going to share a wonderful dream come true together. In 1955, an amazing man named Walt Disney dreamt of a magic kingdom. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad. I am your host, your co-host, Jungle Cruiser, sitting next to my other co-host, Space Mountaineer. How's it going? Once again, Princess Paige is focusing on school. She will not be joining us. Um, maybe next week we can have... Uh, maybe. Maybe the princess will join us next week. Maybe. So, anyways, we're going to start off with a couple of shout-outs. We don't have many this week. But uh, we do have a couple of reoccurring shout-outs, as you just saw the names here. Um, EJ Barron, he actually commented on one of our, our pictures on Instagram just after we got done recording last week. So we did not fit him into our episode. But he just mentioned that on our 60th celebration episode that it was a great episode. And we love that guy's support. So he's always supporting us. And maybe one day he'll be a guest on the show. So that would be awesome. Kayla Owens, again, always, nice. always uh, has love for the show. Her comment was that she it was on our collections last week episode, last week's episode that she wants to start a collection, but she's not sure what. And I was hoping Princess Paige would have been here <laughs> to kind of maybe guide her. You know, I don't know if she wants to collect girly stuff like the purses, or if she wants to just collect general stuff like the pins, vinyls, whatever. I mean, I'm, I would suggest vinyls to anybody. Because, I mean, I have a, I, I, like I said, we have a few pins, but we're not fully collectors on those. But I did think about it after we recorded how Disney Collector talked about how he collected a bunch of different things. If I put every single one of my Disney things out, I have a whole collection in itself. Not right. necessarily just like one thing, except the vinyls. But I don't know, it was probably about 10 or so different things that I have all together that could that could probably equal besides the vinyls that could equal like a hundred different items so do you have that same thing yes i do <clears throat> like with your mugs and your shirts and yeah if you put everything together it'd be probably a pretty good collection besides the between vinyls. the two of us yeah oh yeah <laughs> maybe we'll have to do that one day once like a, a picture <laughs> of like all thing even your little keychain here you yeah know, add that in there it's a little vinyl keychain i'll add my uh my coin that i have you know and then my my two I have two pins but they're pins I'm not trading you know just just to have because they're awesome yeah exactly mugs shirts 
I was thinking about that too. I didn't really explain why I liked the vinyl so much. I think I like it the most is because it's a mystery. That's how it started really, off. You don't really know what you're getting. That's I mean, how... you kind of know like you're getting one of eight possible things. Well, it used to be 12. Right. At the they've time, changed, yeah. They've changed so much. And then the original idea behind them was uh, well, the original idea that was it's going to be the one series. It took off. They started making more series. And um, now to, the, to like these days, it's just gone like out of hand I think there's making they're making too many and it's yeah. maybe that's not too many but there's not the the feeling I have when I first got them is kind of gone yeah so I don't know but I still love them you know I still want to get some of the older ones and whatnot and I just recently got that uh, the signs one that the the oh, yeah. Disneyland signs that one's pretty awesome that one's pretty sweet so um so yeah I guess you know that was our our re our uh well, I, I just want to, I guess, shout out all of the people that have been recently or continuing to share our episode and getting it out there for us. Um, we definitely do appreciate that every week, um, the continual shares of our episode, getting it out there to people that we may not be able to reach, and you can reach them for us and just show our episode to them. Appreciate that. Yeah. that's. A I don't know specifics off the top of my head. I know James always shares the show. Uh, I think Diane's been doing it a little bit, and uh, yeah. Joey, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, thank you. Thanks for the love, and thanks for sharing the love. All right, what do you got? You want to talk about the, the <laughs> app a little bit? Let's put you back on. Yeah. Let's put you on. Switch it over. All right, so uh, Disneyland Inside Out app. So I know there's a lot of updates that um, just came to iPhone recently. Um, personally, I haven't been able to check them out yet. i um, just been so busy, but um, uh, you can now follow people, so that's great, awesome. Um the app uh, offers definitely tons and tons of different things. I've been on the app probably, what, a few years now? I think you got me started on the app. <clears throat> but uh, I think the thing that made me most interested in the app is the discussion boards, which uh, has so many things that you can um, look at, forums, uh, discussion boards that people comment on or post topics and other people comment on answering questions and giving insight on that. Um, or even just things that they're excited for coming to the parks or upcoming trips that they may have. So I always found that enjoyable, reading all that stuff. Um, other things you can find on the app, um, different attractions that are closing. Um, just anything that's going on in the park, you can pick a day um, that you may be going to the park soon or just something that you may want to look into. And you can look it up and find pretty much anything that you want to know about on the app. Yeah, next week Space Mountaineer is going to dive in. By next week, sorry. I will. Into the new For iPhone sure. updates. And I will share my thoughts. And uh, I know somebody else uh, can't wait for the Android. I can't wait for the Android update. Um, neither can James. You just mentioned him. He can't wait for the update. He mentioned that. Uh, but Diane did say that the iPhone update is amazing. So next week Space Mountaineer, that's your I homework. will have it and I will have... My thoughts. Because guaranteed, once the update comes to my Android, I'm diving right into it. So, all right, then. This week, we're actually going to talk about uh, Star Tours. Well, Star Tours and Star Tours, the adventure continues. Um, I don't really Just know. Just the history of Star Tours. I don't really any, I don't really know anyone who calls it the adventure continues. They just, if you say, let's say, let's go ride Star Tours. You're like, okay, you know what we're talking about. Even though the official name is the adventure continues. Um on the way to Star Tours, we're going to pick up Donald Wicks. We talked about him last week, how he has his own podcast, Endorcast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So, uh, ready to get on the train? 
I'm ready. Let's get on the train right now. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Howdy, folks. Welcome aboard the Disneyland Railroad. This is your conductor speaking. Today, we are headed to a galaxy far, far away. You guessed it, we're headed to Star Tours. Originally opening on January 9th, 1987, Disneyland was introduced to the world of Star Wars created by George Lucas and instantly became a fan favorite. Star Tours closed down the summer of 2010 for a much needed update and reopened spring of 2011. With new destinations and character interactions, Star Tours is as popular as ever. We have now arrived at our stop. Let me remind you to keep your eyes and ears open as this attraction is full of Easter eggs. Welcome to Star Tours. May the Force be with you. R2, light speed to Endor! Alright everybody, the railroad got us over here to Star Tours safely. We were able to pick up Donald on the way. He was waiting for us in the Star Trader. He was over there at the Starcade <laughs> playing a little games. I don't know. We, we found him. Uh, we are now on uh, in, in the line queue for Star Tours. So, uh, hey Donald, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm really excited to be here on all the board. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Um, where are you from? Uh, I live in Northern California, the uh, basically the Bay Area. Okay, yeah, kind of like right near our boy, uh, the, the conductor we have, uh, Joey. Yeah, I uh, I live about, oh, about an hour away from Joey. That's pretty sweet. Not too bad. Yeah. How often do you uh, get to make it to the park? Um, well, it's been a while. The last time I was there was um, I was down in Anaheim for Star Wars Celebration. So we took that opportunity since we were down there to um, to visit Disneyland. And our next trip we're trying to plan for Thanksgiving. So usually we try to go at least once a year. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's not bad. That's kind of how I'm, I am these days. I have to go once a year. Uh, I'd like to go more often because I mean, you're about six hours away, right? The, the Bay Area is about a six-hour drive. Yeah, it's about six, seven hours, depending on traffic. Unfortunately, yeah. we used to go on holidays and three-day weekends, so <laughs> traffic kind of adds quite a bit to the drive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all right. Um, so we're talking about Star Tours today, but you also have a podcast uh, called EndorCast. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, thanks for, uh, for uh, bringing that up. Um, yeah, we are relatively new. We've only had a few episodes. We started it... Um, a few months ago, and it's the official podcast of the Rebel Legion's Endor base, which I am a member of, and uh, two of my friends uh, and base members go on and we talk about 
what it's like to be in the Rebel Legion, which is a Star Wars costuming, mm. costuming group. Yeah. Uh, we do charity work. We do troops. We've uh, done things with and for Lucasfilm. Uh, it's the Lucasfilm's preferred costuming group for the good guys. Uh, and we talk about other things, too, in the Star Wars universe. Um, we actually have a really awesome episode coming up, hopefully soon. We interviewed uh, a gentleman who was, uh, if anyone of who listens to All Aboard watches Star Wars Rebels, um, the Darth Vader that appeared in the season opener was motion captured uh, by a gentleman uh, named Dupree, and uh, we talked to him about the, the process of being motion captured by Lucasfilm for Star Wars Rebels. Nice. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And you guys are you guys said that's coming up soon, that episode? Uh, well, we're working on editing it right now. Um, it took a while. We have, it's been a little while since we've had an episode that we were scheduling that interview, uh, and it took a, it was kind of difficult to schedule, so we're, we're editing it furiously, and we hope to have it out somewhere uh, in August. Um, so, I, at least I hope so. <laughs> okay, yeah, and you guys can find your shows on iTunes, or is there anywhere else you can find the show? Yeah, we're on iTunes. Uh, we would love it if people would uh, go there, check us out, give us a review. We're also on Stitcher Radio, and we have um, our podcast server is called Podbean and they give us a, a free little website so it's endorcast.podbean.com okay cool and then you guys are also on Facebook right yeah uh, endorcast is on Facebook uh, you can just type in a search for endorcast and of course you know as I mentioned we are part of uh, Rebel Legion Endor Base and that also is on Facebook it's Rebel Legion Endor Base that's one word and there is a Twitter uh, is Endor Base. Okay, cool. Yeah. Definitely check oh, it out. Also, um, yeah, thank you. I also uh, wanted to throw out there, too, I am also a uh, Facebook admin and a content creator for another podcast called uh, Skywalking Through Neverland, which is a Star Wars and Disney podcast. And uh, I definitely recommend uh, people to check that out, too. It's got a, a great combination of Star Wars and Disney yeah, I've actually uh, I started following them. Uh, it was actually a few months ago. Uh, actually, our, our our friend Joey, the conductor, um, he let me know about them, and I've listened to a couple of their episodes. And uh, they've actually invited us. I think they invited us uh, on their show, and then vice versa. We're probably gonna have them on our show, but I got to work the details out with them. But I definitely have heard of them as well. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I met Joey through uh, Skywalking, and we become friends. And uh, you know. Went to uh, Sacramento some weeks ago uh, to see my sister, and ended up hanging out with him for a while too. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I still haven't yet to meet him in person, but soon we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a little background on the podcast and uh, indoor cast. Yeah. So sweet. Um. So you would talk about Star Tours. Uh, actually, Star Tours: The Adventure Continues. We were talking about that earlier. That's the official name, but. Uh, originally, it was just called Star Tours. Uh, you said you had some of the, the history on it or facts on it? Yeah, I do. Um, a lot of the information, I mean, there's so much. Star Tours, is, as you mentioned, is the adventure continues. Um, the original ride was called Journey to Endor. Um, but I really wanted to concentrate on the second one because 
I've been on it so many times and I'm more familiar with that one. So I don't want to misrepresent the journey to Endor because I've only been on it once or twice. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but yeah, um, Star Tours The Adventure Continues is a 3D motion capture, um, a 3D motion simulator with audio animatronics stick to a film. It's located in Tomorrowland. Um, the new and improved incarnation features a random ride sequencer, and passengers can experience up to 54 different possible combinations. But the basic storyline of taking off, discovering a rebel spy on board, getting the message about the spy, and delivering them safely happens uh, basically every time that you go on. Mm -hmm. uh, the timeline of this ride is set between the, the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and Episode 4, A New Hope. Hmm. Nice. I didn't know that. So it's cool. it's only between those two. For this for this version, yes. Um, oh. Because of the, the some of the planets that you uh, visit on this incarnation, uh, you got really familiar with in Episode Three, okay. uh, as well as the rest of the prequels. But uh, yeah, that's what it's set. Yeah, because I know on the, I think in the prequels there's the isn't there the pod racing scene, and one of them. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, the sequence is actually, it's uh, it's pretty standard, as I mentioned, with uh, different chapters that happens. The first one, um, well, even before that, you have this really cool pre-ride video. Uh, before you enter your ship, you watch this little uh, pre-flight video that explains how your pilot ends up to be 3PO, C-2PO, the protocol droid from all six films. Mm -hmm. And then after uh, entering and doing the safety check by the Tomorrowland staff, uh, they somehow mysteriously single out somebody as a rebel spy, but you don't get to find that out until later in the ride. Yeah, it's usually a kid or something. Uh, it's usually a kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts off with part one. Uh, you basically either get discovered by a probe droid or Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. um, if you get the probe droid part of it, you're going to see a familiar YT-1300 Lectrator that takes off in front of you. And uh, most Star Wars fans would know that designation as uh, more familiar, the Millennium Falcon. And at the end of each, you jump into hyperspace. Yes. Um, as you mentioned, when you get to part two, you do go to Tatooine and uh, end up in a pod race. You can also end up on Kashyyyk, where you fly through the woods, uh, meeting uh, jet speeders in the Wookiee village. Or you can end up on Hoth, the ice planet, where you end up in a big old battle between the rebels and some Imperial walkers. Yeah, for that one, for that one, we rode the ride uh, five times one day because a buddy of mine wanted to go to Hoth. And the first, like, four times we went to the Wookiee planet... And then finally, on that last time we rode it, we went to Hoth because <laughs> he just had to go to Hoth. And yeah, so yeah, it's, it's pretty Hoth awesome. Hoth is my favorite too. I absolutely love the uh, the part where you uh, you hit that ridge and you tilt forward and you tilt back and then you slide down it. Yeah. Now, when you guys um, have ridden it before, have you sat in the front or in the back? I usually sit like the front. I sat, I've sat in all different uh, places in it. Okay, because I've noticed that when you're in the back of the ride, 
um, it feels like the motions are more accentuated. I don't know if anyone else has felt that way. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, the, the first time I hit Hoth, we were uh, in the back of the ride, and it really felt like <laughs> we were going over the cliff. It's pretty <laughs> freaky. Hmm. That's cool. Good yeah. Uh huh. Okay, so um, as the ride continues after you head back into space from that planet, uh, you're going to get a, <coughs> a, a transmission uh, from either Princess Leia, Yoda, or Admiral Akbar. And they'll uh, contact you via hologram and ask you to take the Rebel Spy to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you jump into hyperspace again, which for me is, is one of the, the best things about that ride, is jumping into hyperspace. I don't know how they do it, but they make you really feel like you're <laughs> catapulting to space. Yeah, for sure. Um, after you uh, come out of hyperspace, you're going to hit the last chapter. And you're either going to go to one of three stops. You're going to go to Coruscant. Um, we pretty much drop in the middle of a big battle, like uh, the one at the start of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. You're attacked by buzz droids and uh, end up stopping on a landing platform. You can either also end up in Naboo, where you fly through the planet's core and end up getting attacked by a giant fish and then landing in um, a little spaceport where a new blue fighter is and I think for me that's probably the best 3D effect where the tip of the ship goes through the windshield yeah. I, I agree with you I was going to say Naboo is the favorite one yeah um, and then of course there's Geonosis where you will see the incomplete Death Star being built and you'll face off against Boba Fett much like um the action sequence in episode two, Attack of the Clones. But that was, of course, with Django Fett, Boba's dad. Hmm. Um, so of those uh, different sections, do you guys have favorites for, you know, especially the, the big planet stops? Yeah, I definitely like the the pod racing scene, and you just mentioned Naboo. Like like you said, the, the, the 3D effect where that thing comes, like, shooting at you, like a piece of glass, or they break the glass, and it's like, it's, that's yeah. a... Yeah, that one feels the most realistic when you're in that that uh, in Naboo. So, I gotta say those two for sure. I would have to agree. Yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah. And then the other ones. Yeah, uh, most. Of, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say most of the 3D effects are are very good, uh, but I think that the Naboo ship, the way it shatters the glass and comes right at you, it's just it's it's stellar how they do it. Yeah, it's like a perfect ending to that. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> you have to ride that ride multiple times. Yeah, and you were saying what else? What else is a favorite of yours? Um, the, the pod racing scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that one because I always like watching that. Even just in, not even in 3D, you watch that scene on a big TV, and it kind of makes you feel like you're in there. But then they have it on 3D, so. Yeah, it just I th- that scene's my favorite too, just because it brings me back to my childhood, just watching that movie at home on my VHS player, like back in the day. But yeah, which one did you watch? Episode one, the pod racing scene. Oh, I forgot you were really young. I'm super young, yeah. So, <laughs> Your child. as a child, <laughs> Your childhood. As a child, I watched episode one on my VHS player. Uh, I didn't know VHS players existed in the Whatever. late '90s. Yeah, they, did. <laughs> they did. I had plenty. <laughs> oh man, uh, do you have any other like history on the original ride, the original attraction? 
Yeah, I do have a little bit. The original ride was called Journey to Endor. Um, it had a soft open in December of 1986, and it sounds to me like uh, you might be a little too young for that. <laughs> I was probably, uh, um, yeah, when it first opened, I was probably, I was three years old, so. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the official opening date was January 9th, 1987, and then the closing date for Journey to Endor was July 27, 2010, mm-hmm. where they closed the ride to make way for the adventure continues. Um, in the original ride, it was basically one uh, static ride where you get into a ship piloted by another droid uh, whose uh, basically his name was Captain Rex. Rex. Not to be confused, uh, confused with Captain Rex from like the Clone Wars. Hmm. Uh, his actual name is uh, RX-27 and um, he was voiced by um, a pretty well-known uh, actor named Paul Rubens, who yeah. you might know more as Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I knew that. Um, and basically, you just you, he's a bumbling pilot. You end up in the uh, middle of a battle of, um, and from what I can understand, it's technically not the the Death Star battle from Episode Four. It's actually happened before that in the timeline. So. Um, the, it's a strange story of how uh, they've made up to where this is basically like Death Star Zero if the uh, the one from A New Hope was Death Star Number One. Okay, yeah, because they look kind of like the Death Star. That, that's that whole scene where they, they drop the bombs. Or not even, yeah, whatever they are. Yeah, it's a, it, was, it was great. They did a great job with that. But of course, like I said, you know, I've only been on it um, a couple times, my first uh, trip to Disneyland was as old as I am, was in 2009. Hmm. So I only got a chance to ride it maybe three times. That's still enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I've been on the adventure continues so many times that it kind of washed away the memories of the well, old ride. Well, yeah, with the adventure continues, it's kind of like when you ride it. I mean, there's obviously something different. With the other one, you ride it once per trip, kind of, and it's. If you go on it again, you're just going to get the same thing. Whereas the new one, you're trying to get something new and different. And Have you experienced all of the, not necessarily all the combinations, but all of the, uh, I guess, scenes? Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen every single one multiple times. I usually, uh, every trip I go, I try to hit it at least twice a day, depending on how many days I stay at the park. Um, I've been on it plenty of times. Yeah. I think I've have seen all the and, scenes, but I don't know if it's been different combinations each time. But I think once you see all of the scenes, um, you've seen it all, you know, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I always think to myself, like, the perfect ride for me, though, is, is Hot and an ending on Navajo. Um, I think they're both the most thrilling, and then the 3D is the best. You know, like, when you're uh, when you're on Hot, that, as I was mentioning, you know, you do that drop down into the canyon and and like you're sledding down the ice is, is just phenomenal. And then when you hit Naboo, you go through the planet core, you have that fish hit you uh, with its tongue and electrocute the ship. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then at the end where the, where the ship breaks, the, the Naboo fighter breaks the glass, it's just, it's just uh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. And what do you think about the new, the? Uh, you said you went on it a few times back in the day, but the new line queue... For when they they revamped the the ride, obviously, but the the new line queue is all updated. 
Yeah, um, they did a great job with the queue. I mean, the basic shape of it is still the same. Yeah. You still, you have the uh, the main entry where all the planets are on the wall. Uh, you walk into the second queue where you actually see a gigantic star speeder with R2 um, bouncing up and down in the cockpit uh, little droid area. And then C-3PO is up there moving around and talking to people. And uh, then you have the big screen on the wall, which is Really, I, I can sit there all day and watch that thing with all the planets that they visit and <laughs> all the. It's like basically a commercial for the for the airport. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do a great job. And then there's the fourth section of the queue where you have the scanning droid. <coughs> there's a, there's a uh, a section in the top with a couple uh, Moncal staff members moving around. Um, there's the scanner droid underneath that scans luggage, and there's a big screen where you see the silhouette of uh, robots and aliens walking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy, that that one. Uh, I, I don't know if he's the scanner. I think he is. He he checks like uh, he's making funny little jokes. It's like the Patrick Warburton plays the he's the voice mm-hmm. of that one. Yeah, um, actually, what's really I'm glad you brought that up. Um, with some of the behind-the-scenes info that I have, um, as you mentioned, Patrick Warburton is the voice of uh, G24T. Is <laughs> the actual name of that robot uh, who scans your temperature? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the other um, parts of the the ride itself, um, when you get Yoda doing the uh, the hologram message, that's actually Frank Oz, the voice of the original Yoda from Star Wars. Darth Vader is voiced by James Earl Jones. Princess Leia is voiced by Carrie Fisher. Obviously, that's Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba Fett is by Dee Bradley Baker, who voices all the clones in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Hmm. Um, which is cool, because basically all the clones is Jango Fett and Boba Fett. You know, it's the same voice. Right. Uh, Tom Kane, who does the voice of Admiral Akbar, um, is the voice of Yoda in Star Wars The Clone Wars. And then there's an actress, and I, I, I apologize, I don't remember what show she's on. Her name is Allison Janney, and she's the voice of Ali Sansan, which is the, uh, the robot who does the pre-flight safety video. I think she's on like Parks and Rec or something like that. Yeah, she's in a lot of different movies, uh, and we know who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. Pr- I mean, you might not know her name, but you've definitely seen her before. Yeah, you, you would recognize her face. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's like she's been in a lot of. She's like a uh, definitely an, a face uh, actress. But yeah, I, I I know who she is. We 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 work at a, a movie theater, so we know a lot of different actresses and actors. Cool. So, um, definitely the old video or the old one. Um, I always thought that they maybe should they should have updated it, but and then they they finally did, and the way they did it was, and I'm not I'm not really a fan of 3D either. Like I can't do 3D in long lengths. Like if it's like a, a movie, I can't really watch it. It kind of gives me a headache and hurts my eyes. But with this one, you know, it's the way they did it was phenomenal. I thought. Yeah, I I know for I don't know if it's the 3D or the actual motion of the ride, but. I know that if I ride it more than three times in one day, I end up kind of getting a little space sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But that, like I said, I'm not sure if it's the 3D or if it's the motion or it's a combination of both. But it's still, it's a blast. It's totally worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Space Mountaineer, did you say you have anything on it? Uh, I just have one thing. Um, the actual simulator that's used in the ride, um, I read something that said that it's actually, um, that, that same simulator is used um, to train people how to fly planes. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. That's really the only thing that I found that we haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> but yeah. I was going to kind of mention uh, the old the old video where it made it look like there was people really working in like that a warehouse or a, <laughs> or a hangar, I guess. I don't yeah. know if that's what you want to call it. Um, up until I was like, I don't know how old I was, but I thought that was a real thing. Like they're out there oh, doing really? their thing and nice. you, you come back. Do you remember that video, Donald? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I just always that's thought it was cool. real. And then the new video, <laughs> the new video has like, I think it's like cartoonish and it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, like kind of like Patrick Warburton, we brought him up. He has this, uh, I don't remember what he says. He has three different things. It's like a Wookiee, uh, something else, and a something else. Well, I can tell you a joke about that, but I won't. So I, Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, he, like he, he, he builds it up and he's like, but I'm not going to. And then he kind of like move it along, people. Um, the new video, yeah. well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I say, yeah, he's got some great one-liners, and, and there's even times where he he kind of uh, almost breaks the fourth wall with some of the stuff he says. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. He's talking, he's like, ma'am, uh, your son is an alien. Or he says something like, he says something along those lines, and is like, but okay, keep it moving, <laughs> keep it moving. Like, he's like kind of rude, but funny at the same time. Oh, yeah. But I was just going to mention that new video has a... Uh, it's just some funny things going on, and then there's one little subtle thing that I didn't notice for the longest time. Is I think when the ship lifts up, there's another like a little car that goes over the edge. Did you remember that in the video? I don't remember that. Next time you watch I it, I don't just, remember that. Yeah, just watch that full video. It's like it's so subtle, but it's like it's hilarious when it happens. You're just like out of nowhere, really. The car just falls over the edge, yeah. and, you know. But yeah, it's pretty good times. Um, you have nothing else on like as far as. I don't. Okay. Um, memorable times. Yeah, we'll start off with Donald. I know we kind of yeah, mentioned actually, it a little um, bit, but. I do have a couple little behind-the-scenes things that I'd like to add. Um, like I said, with me being a member of the Rebel Legion, um, I don't know if many people know this, but when you're on Hoth and you're flying your... Uh, through this, the, the rebel battle, there's a snow speeder pilot that shows up on that little screen and talks to you. Um, that's actually a rebel legion member. Uh, his name is Rob Howe. Hmm. Um, and then in the, uh, that screen that shows all those silhouettes of people walking back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are also rebel legion and 501st members. Um, Thomas Brink, uh, Al Eisenman are some stormtroopers. Uh, Lawrence Green is an Imperial Admiral and a hover platform operator. Daryl Hokoma is a stormtrooper. And then Boba Fett is a 501st Golden Gate Garrison uh, member. I don't have his real name, but his designation is BH-1034. So basically, if there's ever a reason to to be a, a, a member of these costume <laughs> uh, clubs, it's being a part of this ride is, is a definite huge perk. That's yeah. cool. That does sound cool. Yeah. Hmm. So, unfortunately, I, I joined, you know, sometime after this stuff happened. And they, being that Southern California, a lot of these uh, members are with the Southern California garrisons and bases. So, 
I wanted to throw that out there that, you know, that members of my costuming club and other costuming clubs are actors in the, uh, the, the behind the scenes of that thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, but you were asking about memorable rides. Yeah, just memorable times, like either on the old one and the new one. I mean, I think we have both, but just something that, that stands out, even if it's one or two, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing that really stands out for me is just the first time that I rode it and just how unbelievably amazed I was by how realistic and awesome and Star wars that it was. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. I just I can't think of anything better at Disneyland that I, I love as much as that ride. Yeah, that, they definitely did a great job with that new ride. And, um, you know what? I also um, no go. I'll, I'll mention that later on. Sorry. Uh, what do you have, Space Mountain here? Um, I would probably have to say the same thing. The first time I rode it was probably in 2001 with my cousins. Mm-hmm. We were there for Thanksgiving, um, and we just all had a good time on the ride. And it was the old ride, but we had a blast on it. So I just remember those times with my cousins and Thanksgiving. What about the new one? The new one. Uh. Probably the first time I rode that too. It was probably with in 2011, probably right after it got updated. But yeah, mm-hmm. we, me and Princess Paige, she doesn't really like the ride that much because she gets sick. So we don't we ride it maybe once, and then we're pretty much done per, per the, trip. But the drama, mean yeah, she takes maybe an extra one of those. But she definitely gets really sick on that ride, so she tends not to like to ride it. But because I like it so much, we she usually sacrifices and rides it with me. But yeah. <laughs> I don't understand with that ride. <laughs> Actually, really quick before I forget, you, uh, I just remembered. Um, I can't remember when it was, but it was definitely on The Adventure Continues. And uh, my wife and I were on the ride, and about a seat or two behind us, um, once the ride got into it and we hit hyperspace, <laughs> we heard this little kid screaming, make it stop, make it stop, <laughs> make it stop. I mean, literally, over and over the whole ride it was it was sad but hilarious at the same time <laughs> nice. I feel bad for it but I, I, I still couldn't help but kind of giggle at it nice so I had to share that's awesome <coughs> what about you uh, Jungle Cruiser what are, any memorable times for you yeah I got a couple on the older one I mean I got some of the new stuff too but a uh, couple of times one of them was the first time I can remember riding the ride I don't even know if it I don't think it was my first time but first time i remember anyway i, I wondered why we needed the seatbelt. i'm like we're sitting in this thing what do we need this seatbelt for and then there was a scene where the whole t- uh, ship tips over and i remember hitting my seatbelt. like if i didn't have this seatbelt on <laughs> i probably would have hit that screen right there because we did like a whole almost like a 90 degree angle what it felt like i don't oh, know wow. how how it is and like when you're looking at the simulator but just remembering, like, yep, that's why we need the seatbelt. Answered my own question without even having to, like, ask my mom or something like later nice. on. But thought that was hilarious. Uh, another memorable moment. wasn't actually a good one. I mean, the ride <clears throat> is always great, the older one. But I remember when I f- first went back in 2003 after, you know, taking the hiatus, someone, they, they always say no flash photography, and they even have a little video of it, and the guy takes a right. picture, and it's, like, <laughs> no smoking, and it's, like, kind of corny, you know, the whole video. This, this person had a video camera, one of the old style ones, with a huge light on it. And it's like, okay, we come to the park every once in a while. It's not that big of a deal for us. But those who don't get to the park 
except every once every 10 years or have never been before. This is their first experience on this ride. This guy just ruined it for everybody. And I just remember, like, the, the, the friend I was with, like, yelling at the guy afterwards, like, are you kidding me, man? And that's illegal. He, he was going off on him, but, you know, whatever. We, we didn't do much else after that. So I just remember that the ride, like I said, didn't ruin it for us because, you know, we, we will go every once in a while. But on the new one... I, th- I think I kind of mentioned it earlier, riding it five times in one day, because my friend is a big Star Wars fan, yeah. and he, he he was destined to go on Hoth. Didn't matter how many times we went, we went on the ride, but <laughs> finally, after five, it was like, okay, we got Hoth, and you know now we can go on other attractions you know, and do other things, but it was just uh, it was it was his thing. He wanted to do it. So... And then obviously uh, listening and fi- actually like at first I didn't I didn't know it was Patrick Warburton, but you recognize he has that certain tone about him. It's almost like a monotone type thing, but it's like in in the robot form. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, that's Patrick Warburton. I, I actually I figured it out before I even like looked it up, and was like that makes sense because you know he's a hilarious guy. So you guys always talk about hidden Mickey's. There's a hidden Mickey in there, and there's probably more than one. But there's a hidden Mickey that's actually a shadow. Do you ever see that one? Yeah, I've seen that one. Have you ever seen that one, Donald? Um, you know, honestly, I can't recall seeing any hidden Mickeys in there. I say next time what, you go, what section is that in? It's actually in the line queue when you're like, I think it's before you get to Patrick Warburton's part because it's on the lower part of the line queue. You look over the ledge, and I want to say in the area where Rex is because Rex is now part of the line queue. And I think it's in that right. same little area. If you look at, there's a, a, I don't even know what what is creating the shadow. You can see the, yeah, you can really see do. the items creating it. I just can't yeah. think of what they are right now. You look at the wall, and it's a shadow creating a, a hidden Mickey. And it's That's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet, yeah. So that. Yeah, I have to look for that the next time I go there. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I, I took a picture of. It. I, I do have a picture of it. I don't know if you want me to send that to you, or do you want to just find it on your own, or. Yeah, no, go for it. I'd love to see it. Cool, I'll send it to you then. Um, you anything else? In? Um, I don't think I do. All right, do you have anything else, Donald? Uh, you know, I think I'm pretty much tapped with all my information. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely a great ride. Definitely one of those rides that ride it more than once you'll get a different experience and I think if you ride it about ten times, you'll see all the different videos and you can come up with your own. Um, favorite, I guess, and there's two favorites, you know, because you get the transmission and the beginning that are, you know, kind of stay the same, but then you got the when you go through the planets is when it really becomes like the adventure. Oh, actually, you mentioned earlier, Donald. Sorry, that uh, something you would want to change about it. Yeah, I was. Um, I know that's something that you guys like to do uh, on your episode, and as much as I love Star Tours, there are a couple things I'd like to change. One is I would like to be the Rebel Spy. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been on that thing. Um, over 20 to 30 times. Yeah. And I've never once been the spy. I've even begged like uh, the staff. I'm like, I don't know how you do it, but please pick me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd love to be the Rebel Spy at least once. Um, I think because they have four star speeders that it might be kind of cool to make one of them, uh, maybe on occasion, the original Star Tours ride, the Journey to Endor, or maybe randomly throughout the day they they pick a Star Speeder that 
takes that journey to Endor as kind of a nostalgic kind of thing. Well, it's funny you mentioned that just now because that was going to be my thing. I swear it was going to be my thing. Like, <laughs> make it either either That's an option, awesome. like you can go to the fourth simulator and then get the old ride, or every you know so often it'd be that fifty fifth option. You know, I, I I was going to say that actually. <laughs> so I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, and other than that, of course, they need to add more stuff and make it even more random. I would love to see more planets, more situations from uh, from all the movies. There's so many things that they could do as far as uh, taking action sequences from uh, all the movies. You know, the Death Star Trench run, you know, that kind of to, to, to maybe pay homage to the original Star Tours ride. Um Go through. I'd love to fly through. Um, um, what's the planet? The water planet where they make the clones. Uh, Sorry, I don't know. Camino. <laughs> Sorry, Camino. Uh, I'd love to fly through Camino. Um, you know where it's all stormy and it's like thunderstorms everywhere. That would be kind of cool. But yeah, more planets. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe with the new Star Wars coming out, they might update it again. That's I mean, because it's just yeah. a uh, they got to just update the video now. It's not really like a full on like maybe they got to adjust the simulator and stuff too. I don't really know how difficult that would you be. See, you, you would think it's just all like programming as far yeah. as bumps and things go. Just throw in the program and it's good to go. Yeah. So, who I knows? Don't, I don't know, but yeah, we don't. Obviously, not an Imagineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's what, what. What would you change, Space Mountain? I wouldn't change anything. You got a one thing. Nothing. Nothing. I don't have anything. You wouldn't want to be the rebel spy. No. You want to? I I wouldn't mind being it, but have no seatbelt. That might be interesting. <laughs> no gravity. <laughs> Actually, like you're in space, you're like floating. There you, you go. Know? <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the options. Throw it in there. All right then. <coughs> All right, we're gonna head back to Main Street then. Uh, we do appreciate you coming on. Donald, do you want to uh, plug your uh, websites and your Twitter and all that one more time? Yeah, thank you. I'd love to. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I'm one of three hosts of EndorCast, which is a pod- the official podcast of Revolution's Endor base here in Northern California. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and on endorbase.podbean.com uh, as a uh, again, a part of the Rebel Legion said so you can check us out at rebellegion.com. Uh, our base is endorbase.org. And we are on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook slash Rebel Legion Endor Base, all one word, or uh, Facebook slash Endorcast for our podcast. Feel free to like both. That would be awesome. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. And I. I'm really excited about this. This is really cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was Donald from uh, EndorCast. Definitely go check out his podcast. Um, Space Mountain, you said you had one more thing? Uh, I do have one more thing. So this is my only thing that I really did find. Um, the This was the first ride that was um, based on something that Disney didn't have. Originally? Originally, yeah. Like property of or whatever you want to call it but yeah hmm, that's interesting yeah nice obviously um, now they have the rights to yeah Star that's, what Wars, I meant. So. that's what i meant so but yeah cool pretty interesting i didn't even I, I, it's not something that i thought of really ever yeah it, it, and it took me a while to 
to, to accept that it was I mean I mean it's probably it was before I was really into it but like Indiana Jones wasn't this right. wasn't but um, no it's it's all Disney now and I I've always loved that ride it's so great, yeah. it's awesome uh, so as we head back to Main Street want to mention one more time we mentioned last week uh, we, we need your guys' support followers on Facebook all aboard um, the Disneyland Railroad on Facebook go follow us you guys listening probably already do but share it with your friends uh, we're trying to get to 500 that's our goal right now and once we get to 500 we want to do a huge giveaway of about 50 or so prizes so um, yeah like I said share the show and tell your friends uh, listen to it uh, hopefully they enjoy it as much as you guys enjoy it uh, so unless we have anything else we are now we're back on Main Street and we are going to say so long until next week. What we, what we got going on next week? It's a surprise. It's a very it's like a surprise. So uh, we're going to surprise ourselves even. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it was a surprise because um, I don't know yet. So uh, we, we, we have an idea. Sorry, everyone. I just yelled. We do. We have an idea, but we're not 100%. We have to uh, figure out all the details. So we don't want to say we're going to one place. We got to lock we it in. Yeah, we, have, we, we locked it in one time, and then we ended up going somewhere else instead. Yeah. But good news is we ended up coming back to that place we originally locked in. Yes. So, and that was a mouthful. All right, everybody, we want to thank you guys for listening, and have a magical evening. <laughs> <laughs>